Hello, everybody, and welcome to Classes of Mail. My name is Alan Gigax, and on this podcast, we're going to talk about some things that you should have picked up in Carrier Academy, but maybe you've forgotten over the years. Today's topic is UBUM, or some people are pronounced it UBUM or UBUM. Either way, it is undeliverable bulk business mail, and we're going to talk about what can go into the UBUM bucket and what cannot. So the very simple version of it is that only undeliverable mail can go into the UBUM. That's why it's called that, undeliverable bulk business mail. It is only for non-preferential classes of mail, standard nonprofit marketing and bound printed matter. And it is only for mail that does not have an ancillary service endorsement on it, those forwarding service, change service, things like that. So that's the quick version. That's all you need is that little refresher. You can stop now and you just got yourself like a 20 second podcast. But if you want to dive in a little bit deeper and try to understand the topic better, I'm going to stretch it out for you. So the first thing is that it is for only undeliverable mail. Remember, this is called undeliverable bulk business mail. And in order to put mail in there, it has to be undeliverable. And we have to have a valid reason for non-delivery. So that means one of our carrier endorsements might be attempted, not known, vacant, unclaimed. Any of those things will apply. But your supervisor should be able to come by and take any piece of mail out of your UBUM bucket and ask you, hey, why didn't you deliver this? And you've got to have a valid reason for it. It can't just be because you didn't feel like delivering it. So take, for example, this is the problem that we run into at my station. Say somebody's on vacation and they're going to be on vacation for a month. When ad day comes around, we will see carriers put those ads into the UBUM bucket rather than putting them with the rest of their vacation hold. And they think they're doing those customers a favor. Oh, they don't want to go through all these ads when they get back on vacation. But the fact of the matter is that is not our mail to decide to do that with. That is the customer's mail. The mailer has paid us money to deliver it. The customer has every right to that mail, and it's not ours to dispose of. And if you think about it being uh, UBUM only being for undeliverable mail, you know, what's your reason for putting that into the UBOM? It's not attempted, not known. It's not vacant. It's not unclaimed. It's not any of those things. So you can't just put it in there. Likewise, if that mailbox is getting full and it already has, you know, eight ads in there from the last couple of months, you can't just decide not to put any more in there. That is all that customer's mail. Again, we don't have a valid reason to put that into the UBOM. If the box is completely full, and you can't put any more mail in there, well, we have a process for that too, and that'll be the topic of a future podcast. Now, customers can refuse mail, and they can refuse their ads. They can refuse any individual mail piece, but they can't have a standing order of refusal. They can only refuse specific pieces. So if they're watching, you put the mail in the box, and they say, hey, I'm in apartment 214. I don't want any ads. No problem. You put their ad into the UBM, that's no big deal, as long as it's uh, of the appropriate mail class. But if they have a note in their box that says, hey, please don't deliver any ads, no ads, no flyers, whatever it is, no junk mail, the ad goes right on top of that. They cannot have a standing order of refusal, and it's not up to us to decide what they consider an ad and what they don't. We're being paid by the mailer, and we're going to put that mail in the box. So again, all that mail that goes into the UBM has to be legitimately undeliverable. Next, it has to be non-preferential mail, which is a category for certain classes of mail. Mail falls into generally two categories, preferential and non-preferential. Preferential mail cannot be delayed, 
and preferential mail cannot go into the UVM. If it's undeliverable, it either has to be forwarded or returned. So the four classes of non-preferential mail that is okay to put in the UVM are standard, nonprofit, marketing, and bound printed matter. You may see those abbreviated in the postage area. So standard is STD, Sierra Tango Delta. Nonprofit is NP. Marketing is MKT, Mike Kilo Tango. And bound printed matter is BPM. Those are the only types of mail that can go into the UBA. A lot of that mail also says pre-sorted. It'll say pre-sorted standard. The pre-sorting means nothing. That's just a way that mailers get discounts for presenting their mail, but you can have pre-sorted first-class mail, pre-sorted, uh, you know, any kind of mail can come pre-sorted. So we ignore the pre-sorted. We're just looking for the actual class. Those are the only classes of mail that can go into the UBM, standard, nonprofit, marketing, and bound printed matter. If it is any other mail class, it cannot go into the UBM. So some of the ones that confuse my students in the Carrier Academy and that people lose sight of is periodicals. Periodicals don't go into the UBM, like magazines. Only standard nonprofit marketing and BPM can go into the UBM. Another thing that confuses people is free mail. We offer free mail for the blind and handicapped, and it'll say free right up in the postage area. That does not go into the UBM. Anything that's not one of those four classes cannot go into the UBM. Uh, international mail can confuse people. I saw a piece from England recently that said standard post. And so I see that word standard and I think, oh, standard, I guess that's UBM. But no, that's, they don't mean the same thing by that as we do. As far as I know, you can't even get um, non-preferential mail classes internationally. Maybe you can, but if you could, they would have the standard markings on them. It would say, you know, pre-sorted standard or nonprofit or something like that. So that piece did not belong into the UBO. Again, the simplest way is remember those four classes, standard, nonprofit, marketing, bound printed matter. If it's not one of those classes, it does not go into the UBO. So I can make up some fictional mail class, and I do this when I teach in the academy. And I said, what if I give you a piece of mail that's silver class mail? Can that go into the UBO? And the answer is no, because it's not one of those four classes. Right? When you just remember those four classes, then UBO is very simple. And then the other thing you have to look at before you put a piece of mail in the UBM is you want to look for the ancillary service endorsement. So if the piece of mail says um, forwarding service requested, return service requested, or the most common is electronic service requested, any of those blank service requested, that means it cannot go into the UBM because those mailers are paying for an additional service where if that piece of mail is undeliverable, they want something special done with it. Whatever is done with it, I don't really care. It doesn't affect us as carriers. What that means is that if we put it into the UBM, it can't get that extra thing done with it. It can't get returned or forwarded or address service or whatever it is they want done with it. So before something goes into the UBM, you're looking for three things. You've got to make sure it's undeliverable. You've got to make sure that it's one of those four non-preferential mail classes. And you've got to look at that envelope for that ancillary service endorsement. Then and only then can a piece of mail go into the UBA. And the reason this is so important is because of what happens to those pieces of mail when they go into that UBA bucket. So at my station, our UBA buckets are red and they say UBA right on them and they're very clearly marked and they stay at our cases. 
And then every once in a while, a clerk will come around and dump those Yubum buckets into this big blue recycling hamper. And then that recycling hamper, oh, and when they dump it in, they're supposed to check to see if there's any preferential mail in there. Then that big blue recycling hamper goes down to our main plant where it gets dumped into a shipping container and it'll get sent to the bulk recycler where it all gets shredded. Once it goes in there, it can't be unshredded. That's it. It's gone forever. It's never coming back. So at the main plant where this stuff goes into the shipping container, that's where I teach the Carrier Academy. And that area is right around the corner from our classroom. So I'll take students down there. And in order to teach this subject, I'll have them look through these blue hampers to see if they can find any mail in there that doesn't belong. And I hate to tell you, every single time we go down there, we always make saves on pieces that don't belong. The most common things we find in there are stuff with an ancillary service endorsement. You know, it is standard mail or marketing or whatever it is, but the carrier just didn't notice that ASE before they dropped it into the UBA. Well, that's money for the post office, and it's a service that the mailer is paying for. And with those electronic service, address service, things like that, anything with an address correction, these mailers want the appropriate address, or they want to know that that person doesn't live there so they can keep their mailing records up to date so that stuff stops coming for people who don't live there. So it's in our interest not only to get that money for the post office, but also to give these mailers the service that they're, that they're paying for. And it costs extra. We make good money on that stuff. So anyway, we find a lot of stuff with ancillary service on it. The next most common thing that we see is first-class mail that has those bulk mailer stamps. Like there's one that's kind of a star-shaped stamp. We see that down there fairly often. Because when you've been doing this for a while, the bulk mail stamps all kind of run together. And those first-class ones don't stand out like they should. So carriers wind up dropping that into the UBA. In many cases, those are ads anyway, but regardless, they're first class. They do not go into the UBA. We also find down there uh, green mail, where carriers just accidentally drop a piece of green mail. Or I don't know if that's slang where you are, but where I am, that's the slang term for the outgoing mail that we pick up from our customers. So we will find outgoing mail in there that's supposed to go you know, to the credit card company to pay your bill, or it's supposed to go to grandma to tell her happy birthday or whatever it is. And we find that in the Ubum waiting to be shredded. Normal pieces of first class mail we find, people's bills, people's statements, all kinds of stuff we find in there. And of course, periodicals. You know, periodicals often don't have the postage indicated on the outside and carriers just aren't paying attention. A lot of times they look like catalogs. They're the exact same size and shape as catalogs. So carriers wind up putting them into the Ubum. We found really valuable stuff in there. We found checks. Uh, one time we found a Mormon kid's mission papers in there. So this is what the, uh, like the mission president sends to him or whoever who says, uh, hey, good news, kid. You're going to go to Guatemala for your mission. Those papers were in the Ubum. So you have to be careful. Be thoughtful about what you're putting into these buckets. All right, a few last things before I get out of here. Other things you need to consider with UBUM. In my area, and I'm sure it's this way in your area too, we, before we put things into the UBUM, we look for what are called items of value. So a lot of nonprofit mailers will have money in them. It'll have a penny, a, a nickel, a dime, a quarter. I've seen as high as a $10 bill inside of a piece of nonprofit mail. Well, before we put that perfectly good dollar bill into the shredder, 
we bring that piece of mail to our supervisor. You know, I'll write Yuvam on it, hand it to the supervisor. Supervisor takes out the cash and then gives it back to me. So we retain that item of value. I don't know what they do with the money that we give to them. I like to think they're putting it into like a donut fund or something for the carriers, but uh, it's been working for a while and donuts are not forthcoming. So I don't know what they do with it. They probably buy themselves uh, the scotch they need to get through the day. Uh, what else do we look for? Oh, like razors, Dollar Shave Club and Harry's, they send out razors and they'll send them out non-preferential. So when we see those, we'll take the razors out. This is where we get a lot of our free pens from like National Pen Company will send out pens. So we give it to the supervisor, they take out the pen, then we drop the rest into the Yuba. Whatever you think might be an item of value. You know, samples, a lot of those samples come non-preferential and we take that stuff out before it goes into the Yubum. And if you're not sure, just give it to your supervisor. Hey, do you want to take this item out before I put it into the Yubum? On that note, uh, a lot of things that might look like Yubum, or it might look like parcels rather, are actually Yubum. Like many times bound printed matter will come in a box that looks like a parcel. It has delivery confirmation on it. But bound printed matter is one of those non-preferential mail classes. So like the Granger catalog, for example, that is bound printed matter. And that can go into the UBOM. Uh, you scan it as undeliverable for whatever the reason it is, and then drop it into the UBOM. Uh, those might actually have an address service or something on them. So you'd want to check for ancillary service first. But you get the idea. You know, Walmart will send out samples, things like that. They're non-preferential. They go into the UBOM. On the other hand, uh, Lightweight merchandise, uh, the, the class of mail is PS lightweight. That is not one of those four classes, so that cannot go into the UBOM. So if it's a standard marketing nonprofit, BPM, yes, those can, even if they look like parcels. But those are the only classes that can go into the UBOM. All right, so that's items of value. Other things that you may see that are tied into UBOM are mail with yellow stickers on it. Let's say like this item is being destroyed at mailer's request, do not forward, do not return. And so those are going to wind up getting shredded, getting destroyed, but that's not for us to destroy. If you put that into the UBOM, probably nothing bad will happen, but it's still a piece of first class mail or some other preferential mail, or maybe it has that ancillary service on it. And so to me, it's the best policy. Just don't put it into the UBOM. If you're questioned about it, give it to your supervisor, see what they want you to do with it. But that's not our place to destroy that mail. That's handled by people with specific functions down at the processing plant. Speaking of yellow stickers, uh, please err on the side of caution before you put stuff into the UBOM. You know, think about a piece of standard mail that you might accidentally forward. If you put that through CFS, it's going to come, maybe it'll get forwarded. And then the mailer just got a service they didn't pay for. Hey, lucky them. Otherwise, it'll come back to you with this yellow sticker on it that says, um, this is uh, third class, non-endorsed mail, something like that. Don't send this through the, through the uh, CFS. Essentially, it says, hey, dum-dum, this is non-preferential mail. Don't be trying to forward this. Same thing if you put it in return to sender, you're going to get that same yellow sticker back that says, hey, dum-dum, this is non-preferential mail. This does not get returned to sender. So that's fine. You see that, you drop it into the UBOM. No big deal. Nothing bad happened. Maybe it cost the post office a couple pennies here or there, but that's it. But if you look at erring in the other way, you make the opposite mistake where you have a piece of preferential mail, like somebody's greeting card, 
and you drop that into the Yubum, it's gone forever. That's it. It's shredded and it ain't ever coming back. You know, when the post office loses things and they lose them permanently, that's what happens to a lot of the stuff that we lose. It becomes confetti and it gets recycled into something else. So please be cautious about that. One last tip I'll give you. Uh, I set up my truck to make sure that I can't accidentally put things into the Yubum. So I drive a regular LLV that has the place under the tray in front where I can put a couple of buckets and I will have my trash bucket up there and I'll have my bucket for my green mail, my outgoing mail. And then I have some parcels up there and other stuff with me as well. But my Yubum bucket, I actually put behind the wall, behind the seat, back in the cargo area, directly behind my seat. And the reason I do that is so that nothing can accidentally wind up in the Yubum area. When I was a PTF just starting out, I came into the station one day and the supervisor holds up this piece of mail and says, hey, Gigax, do you know what this is? And I could tell right away, oh yeah, that's a check. And he says, yeah, hold it up to the light. You can see how much it's for. It was for $40,000. It was a business check. And he says, yeah, guess where I found it? In your Yubum bucket. Because at the time I had my Yubum and my outgoing mail right next to each other. And I was dumping some stuff into the outgoing mail that piece fell into the Yubum, and once it's in there, it looks just like everything else. So now I make sure I keep my Yubum totally separate. If a piece of green mail accidentally falls into the trash, that's really obvious. You can't, it's hard to miss. But if it falls into the Yubum, that's it, man, it's gone. So we have to be very careful about that. All right, that's our first topic, Yubum. You can look forward to more topics. I have a bunch of stuff on the agenda. Going to get into ancillary service endorsements, going to get into carrier endorsements, going to get into the 3996, all kinds of stuff that I cover as a carrier academy instructor that I know people forget about as they go along. So you can look forward to more episodes. Until then, stay safe out there, deliver the mail by the rules, and you got nothing to worry about. Take care.